I don't play video games as much as you, that I know. I can pinpoint that moment of that was probably the maddest I've been on here. Like, I was like so mad. NFL, 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 NFL. Dude, it was just, yes! It was so frustrating. Like, my, my heart was Welcome to NFL MAO, I'm Luke. I'm Aiden, and we're doing an early morning pod, Wednesday morning, August 30th. I'm tired, man. I stayed up, like, my mom and sister are coming <clears throat> this weekend, and I stayed up, like, way late, just, like, picking up some things, and then I was getting my Smallville on and shit. Like so, toilet paper? Uh, no, picking up the house. Just, ah. like, dirt, you know, making it not dirty. I'm a pretty clean guy, but... I have not clutter. As, I have not a lot as clean of clutter as my mother. Let's uh let's talk football though because there's like an absolute like bum rush of information hitting us yesterday because the mm-hmm. way that things have gone they've shifted from the traditional method of slowly having players cut at like two to three different periods um, during the preseason to now all of the cuts have to occur at the same time which was yesterday by I think 4 p.m. and when that happens, you're going to see like hundreds and hundreds of these players jobless that we were just seeing play in games, which is always sad. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to see any of these cuts like on hard knocks. Uh, they say that they're not going to show it because it's inhumane. So a cool thing that's going to happen, though, is a lot of these players getting cut are going to get claimed. They're going to find a new home. And the way that that works is the draft order is the waiver wire claims order. So the Bears have the number one claim order in this list. Um, You have the option to claim any player who's played less than four years in the NFL because once they hit four years played, they become a vested veteran, which means if they get cut during roster trim downs, they become immediately like a full free agent. But if you're still on your rookie contract four years or less, um, you're basically your rookie contract becomes available to be claimed. So what that means is with the bears sitting at a position where they're trying to have a lot of young roster turnover, it's likely that they're going to have a couple guys that they claim. I'm looking at a couple cornerbacks that got cut Q blue Kelly and Darius rush a couple guys I'm looking at. So that would mean we would basically inherit their entire rookie contract. It's like we drafted them. Which I think is awesome. So, to do that, though, you cannot just take that player and put them, like, on your practice squad. A player has to fully clear waivers, meaning all 32 teams opt not to claim them for them to be available to be brought onto a practice squad. To bring them on means you take on their full contract uh, to claim them. And they have to be absorbed immediately onto your 53-man roster, which means you're going to have to make room for them. And we see that. Luke and I were talking off pod just before we started today that it looks like Jalen Rager got waived. And that could be a situation. Good. Well, and that's what's unique to this year because it's like, I was like, uh, after he made the 53 yesterday, like you get the Instagram post that you made the 53-man roster in the year of our Lord 2023. And then the next morning you're waved it's so that's unique yes i think it's the circumstance of how cut downs have have changed to just the one day rule now i think there's going to be a lot of um fluidity for the bottom spots of the nfl rosters especially today and maybe in the next few days um 
So I think that there were maybe a couple surprising cuts. If you look at the Patriots, they cut both of their backup quarterbacks, Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. So it's literally just Mac Jones on the roster. Um, we'll see where that goes. They they seem to operate in a strange way. I mentioned Darius Rush was a fifth-round pick. I think a really early fifth-round pick for the Colts. So Colts fans were like, why the fuck did we open him up to the waiver wire? Um, I mentioned another cornerback, um, like the most athletic tight end ever to be like te- athletically tested for the NFL. Zach Koontz is available, but he can't block worth the shit. So there's some cool options, intriguing options. We'll see if the Bears make any moves today. Those should come in. I think it's like noon Pacific time or I mean Eastern time. So I think that would be... 11 my time is when the teams have to submit any claims they want to make so other than that and today is i should have led with this the wonderful predictions episode where luke and i are going to pick division winners and talk about some other superlatives but before we do i do want to talk a little bit a little bit about the hard knocks episode last night you're patrick j pespis oh man let's talk telemarketers Dude, Telemarketers has concluded three episodes. You're already on HBO. Hop on over and watch Telemarketers. Taylor's watching Sopranos right now. For like, the first time? Yeah, obsessively. Woke up this morning. Yeah, well, and then they, they do it in the episode of Hard on Knocks. HBO. I called I've it immediately. Hearing, I've been hearing that theme song nonstop. You got a blue moon in your eye. Taylor finally perked up from her phone. Like She's like... I thought it was like an I thought it was like an episode starting. She was so excited, but I was like, no, still hard knocks. Dude, so now you actually know about the gobble ghoul. I I'm know, it's about. so funny. Taylor's like, why do you like, you know, it's like why won't you watch this? Why do you call it the scary show? She says to me. And I'm like, um, That's a good question. I'm like she's like, You like these movies, you like these crime films, like you like and I'm like, Well, I think and I had to think about it for a long time. I was just like, I think I can do that. Because I live in that world for two or three hours, and it's intense, and it's fun, and then I and then I go about my day. You have I to fucking you're going I don't really six think... seasons, hour long episodes of like the same like awful situations. Oh and, no, like, I like, do like, not I'm, like, think I'm good. I do not think it's a scary show. So talking about Hard Knocks, another HBO documentary series that we've come to know and love by the way do you know if we're gonna have a mid-season hbo hard knocks i'm pretty sure i think um, that they're gonna keep that going they i mean they'd be, they'd be silly not to with the strike they have nothing else to do so the episode was i mean it was all right uh it gave me a couple more takeaways i think that my take about the fact that hackett's not actually a coach and aaron is is so spot on that they actually depicted it in the episode like dude is that not what happened I gotta be honest with you, like, uh, and and you know this is film. It's it's slanted. It's written like in terms of like what the narrator saying, how they're presenting things and stuff. So that there's that, but it's like, um, I kept wondering. I'm like, why do we hear so little from Hackett on this show when he was the head coach of the Broncos last year and he's the OC? Like, shouldn't we be hearing from him a little more? And then the more we do, I'm like, oh, he's okay, he's a silly guy. And then like. If you give like when he was doing that presentation last night, uh, like or whatever, all I could think was, this guy, in charge of the entire Broncos organization, like trying to pull this shit 
to Russ Wilson and stuff, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's all I'll say. So was I a hundred percent right, or would you say like eighty percent right? That's eighty. That that's why Taylor Rogers loves him is because he's gonna get no pushback when Aaron wants to do what Aaron wants to do because. Uh, Hackett is not Aaron's coach. Hackett is Aaron's buddy who acquiesces to Aaron's every demand. So what happens was there were some plays that didn't get run well on one fucking drive in the preseason where there was a false start and a couple drops on bad throws where he was pressured. Now we're going to get to the offensive line concerns when we talk about division picks because that's something glaring to me. However, you have one bad drive. Then you have like a fucking 30, 45 second clip of Aaron just cussing out the team and pouting like fuck on the sideline, talking shit next to like Child the backups. water boy looking on. Yeah, yeah. That was so like, fun. Did you see that? And, yep. And then the it next so thing fun, you know, man. they do a montage of fucking Aaron with like inspirational music deciding to become coach. He's like, no, 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 we're going to run this and this and this. And when this happens, you're going to do this. And then all of a sudden they're clicking. Um that's cool. That shows that Aaron is very, very cerebral and talented. I don't doubt that, but I he do think it underscores genius. what I was saying. Like, mm-hmm. and th- when it works for a very little bit amount of time, in my opinion, things are going to go exactly like they're going now. Everyone's going to literally be dropping to their knees for Aaron. Like the head coach is going to be grinning fucking ear to ear every episode and chuckling to himself about how good Aaron Rodgers is. Watch what happens when things go south. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. We've seen it for fucking years in Green Bay. They will always be competitively talented. But this is a team that is fucking selling their soul like the fucking Buccaneers did for this MVP, for this Hall of Fame level quarterback who I'm not so sure is going to be able to take them to the fucking promised land. And I think that this is a team that is talented top to bottom that can compete we'll talk about picks i don't have the jets winning the division i'm being honest i can see this thing crashing and burning i can see this thing going great for them but i think it is all predicated on aaron's mood sure um mercurial is what i would describe that as his mood is subject to change on a whim i understand that i mean it he expects things to be perfect and he expects it. I think he expects people to be, I don't know, as smart as him in terms of the game. I'm not talking about smart and other, other intelligence, but in terms of the game, my Lord, like he knows where all 22 guys are and what they're doing. And that's insane. Um, it comes with being in the leagues in the league for as long as he has and, and playing at a high level like he has, um, I do see what you're saying about a bomb dropping and Aaron getting mad, but things would have to go really south, I think, for that to affect like the team all that bad. Like I, I, I like Garrett Wilson would have to get hurt. He'd have to lose weapons. Like I, I think um, as long as he can get the ball out and he can super quick, like he knows where the receivers are going. There's nothing they can do. Like I, I, is the, is the idea like is the, is the, is the silver lining plan. So I, I totally I, get that on my, and I, I have to highlight the fact that he had a jaw dropping touchdown pass in the last preseason he's game a freak. He's to a freak. Garrett Wilson. And I think Garrett Wilson is going to compete for awards this year. I think he's that talented. 
Um, I'm concerned How scared about- would you be if you were the tight end that, that that didn't run the route the way he said that kicked off the F-bomb? Sure, I'd be so 100%. scared. 100%. Um, like, I'm, no, Daddy, no. I'm worried about the offensive line, and that's what I'm you saying. Is you said about like some crazy shit would have to happen. I'm not so sure it has to be that crazy. Um, we saw him get flushed out of the pocket and trip over himself in the preseason yeah. game because he he's get, he's getting older. I think that this off this offensive line is not going to be able to hold up to the pressure thrown at it the entire season. They mm-hmm. play against a Bills front, which is talented. They play against a Miami Dolphins front, which is incredibly talented. And not only that, they're getting Vic Fangio, who is one of the best defensive masterminds in the league. And they've got bookend defensive pass rushers and Christian Wilkins in the middle. And then on top of that, they have Bill Belichick, who's known to call a good defense. And that offensive line was so bad that we had a segment where the head coach was blasting them. And then every episode leads with like the offensive line for like multiple plays in a row, just getting absolutely obliterated. Like I'm worried about that. And I think that can set off the mood, which I think will precipitate a downfall within that like organization that seems to think that he's their Messiah. That's what I think can happen. Um, I, I just feel okay. I hear you, I but hear I can you, see I him throwing dis- like a billion touchdowns to Garrett Wilson. I don't disagree, as well. but it's like, hey man, if you're gonna go in all in on somebody, it may as well be Aaron Rodgers. Um, like I, so I'm excited to see how the show goes. Yeah, it's all preseason. It's all. It's I'm all biased. Hype. I don't I'm, like him. I'm. I I have a hard time not liking him. I know that's annoying, and I know that he and and I know that makes me sound like a. Just an absolute bitch. Because I did hate Rod Rogers being smug about not getting vaccinated and saying he was. I did think that was annoying. I yeah, there especially was a lot of when the million the people died from that, and that's not yeah. something that we waxed over. We were very real about the pandemic, and we treated it with like the the weight that it deserved. So, do I sound like a psycho if I say that? Um, if Randall Cobb hurts that guy at all, this isn't a heartwarming, hilarious joke on the sideline. Like no. they were all like they were all playing it like it was funny, and the family thought it was funny, and everyone I'm thought it was funny. And dude, I'm sorry, but it, dude, his fucking helmet went up under the guy's chin. I know. Like you can't do I'm not, that. Like I'm not and I don't go care. crazy like, about that, but I don't I will care. Say but in, that... in a world where like it's just hilarious, like how funny that gets to get played off. Like just it's just interesting. That's all. Like film is a funny thing. You're right. I, I I guess I didn't focus on that too much. I kind of oh, got. I couldn't. I couldn't get away from it. Like I couldn't stop thinking that. I'm like, damn, dude. I think it's crazy how little amount of uh, rejuvenated Aaron airtime it took for you to completely change script. Taylor, about... Taylor said the same. She hates it. I, I hate think it's it crazy. I oh my god, he's just a fucking. He's so cool. I hate it. I wish I didn't think he was cool. I wish the I gold didn't. zone is cool. I love the how they had funny. the flow B, which is the suck cut. It was the suck. Cut. It was the was suck. Like, how cut. is nobody making a suck? Cut I heard somebody. Here? I heard somebody under their breath go, "It sucks and it cuts." Oh, good. Oh, but good. I don't know Thank who god. said it. Because they didn't credit it or have it in the subtitles. It was just like muttering. But I heard somebody say it. Go watch Hard Knocks. It's still good content. I Um, kept telling Taylor, I love gold. I love gold. He goes, no, red bad. Red bad, gold, good. Hackett like, is not a very smart coach, I'm dude. Like, this is a. I mean, I don't know. I, I, like Taylor's like. Have so you seen him like, coach one time in the show? She goes. 
Actually, is he bad then? And I'm like, well, no, I don't, I wouldn't say he's bad if he was the OC for the Packers and he was winning MVPs and uh, Rodgers was winning MVPs and stuff. So no, I wouldn't say he's bad. I would just say that I don't know about. You got to be really good if that's your personality as a head coach. Be Have really you good. seen him coach on the show one time, other than the no, clip the where show. he was showing cutups? Yeah, but I'm talking about talking about football, not about television shows. Literally, I want the bare minimum where he's actually talking about football and not making a joke or talking about a TV show. So the only time they I say can the think same of, thing about me on this show. Yeah, like, the only time I can think of is when he was literally salivating over Aaron Rodgers fakes, run fakes, and he was trying to have the players guess it. That's the closest I can think of him coaching in this television show. Moving on. We need to talk about other things. So Chris Jones still holding out. It yeah, he was added to the like not attending list, so he's going to be out for like four games. That's not great for that situation. He's incurring mm-hmm. a lot of fines. Nick Bosa hasn't signed a deal yet. He's not there. I don't know if they added him to that list or if they just took him on the fifty-three because they expect to get that done. But. That leads us directly into another situation that happened with the 49ers. The 49ers have traded Trey Lance since our last Mm. podcast. They... Mm. I'm mad at you! Luke. I'm mad at you! Alright, no. Let's meet a crazy dude. Alright, I'll say this real quick and then I want Luke to talk about it. So, they made him available for trade, and then very quickly after that, we found out, I found out, while I was at Sergio's Mexican Cantina where the lights went out because of the heat wave, I found out before anybody else in the room, and then I heard a couple dudes around me say, Trey Lance, Cowboys. Trey Lance went to the Cowboys, which was not a team he was heavily linked to, a team that already has an entrenched starter, which Jerry may not like anymore. Uh, starter. in Dak Sorry, Prescott, whose whose contract is whose contract is about to balloon next season. Just so you know, mm-hmm. they take him for a fourth round pick. Jerry Jones doesn't tell Dak or Mike McCarthy when he does this, which is hilarious to me. So we find out that a couple teams were in on this. The Buffalo Bills were in on it. The Cowboys were in on it. A team that didn't even inquire was the Minnesota Vikings. I found that out to be confirmed. They didn't even offer. So tell me what you think. If we didn't even offer, that means something because we've been reportedly kicking the tires on this since the middle of last year. So, and I'm, I was frustrated by it. I was pretty frustrated by it. Um, Just initially that it wasn't the Vikings pissed me off. Um, I I don't I don't know I don't you know. You said what you would have gave up a pure third for him. Yeah, I don't know what Lance is. Um, but I think it would be interesting to find out, and I think it would have been nice to have some sort of. It would have been comforting to have some sort of plan in order, even if we do plan to re-sign Kirk for life or whatever. You know what I mean? So. Mm, I was really frustrated that the Vikings, and especially to hear that they didn't inquire that, that sucks. Kirko so stays the, dripping like that. God, I love Kirk. He's just like, the world isn't ready for him. Like, this is a great, this is a great Kirk. What if I got a ring to match this ice? Hmm? I was like, Big uh, Kirko stays dripping like that. I, I love it. He wakes up dripping. Um,. Yeah, I love it. I, I I love Kirko and the new script commercials. I don't love the Trey Lance thing. And then the Cowboys thing is mad intriguing. 
in and of itself, like you said, it's like to find out that Dak, or I'm sorry, to find yeah, to find out that Dak and McCarthy were not even given a heads up is wild. It, like to, for Jerry Jones, sir, to, to, are you aware that these are decaffeinated Colombian crystals? <laughs> what? What? To say, to say that Jerry Jones is like. I don't know. He's out there saying that stuff. He's keeping them in the headlines every week for some other crazy shit. Um, We've all been focusing on Dak throwing interceptions in practice anyway. They've had an offensive lineman holding out. Um, We had like the 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 will they. I I know, but I'm saying they had the will they won't they with Dak for years, and now to go get this other quarterback, and then for like Jerry to double down and be like, yeah, we we wanted to get Lance in the second round that year. He's like we also wanted, we wanted to get yeah. yeah. He's like we also wanted to get Jalen Hurts like and and I'm like just shut the fuck up, like it almost as somebody who works in marketing now, it almost it makes me wonder if Trey Lance is literally just brought in for the headline, like because I mean it's good for him, it's good for Lance's career. He and he said himself he uh, he's pumped to be there, smile on his face when he heard Dallas. That's great. It yes, you get to. Who wouldn't want to be part of the Dallas fucking Cowboys? Huge but market. Jerry, he could have went to Jones, Minnesota and hit out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but Jerry Jones, who constantly sows the seed of doubt within his fan base and within the world, like the media writ large, about Dak Prescott, even even with the contract, which they were talking on first take, that was supposed to put it all to bed. It still doesn't. And uh, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't think it bothers Dak. I think it's weird not to tell him. I think it's a bad look. I think all this is a bad look. Um, and I, 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 you know, I think that it's not necessarily the place for Trey Lance to thrive as well as Minnesota could have been. It certainly but- doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless you're thinking that Dak is injury prone and you've had to rely on backups every season, which they he have. Is. Or... Yeah you're thinking that you have a very short leash with Dak and you know that he's about to start costing a significant amount of money. So you want to hedge How long did Cowboys fans ask for Lance? Dude, two interceptions Week in four? one game. Like, that's what I'm like, saying. You know, Cowboys <laughs> so, fans are like Bears fans, dudes. Dude, they're yeah. ravenous. As soon as something Well, and somebody turns, else brought up, it's like, would fucking Jerry Jones do this to Romo? No. No. Treated him like a goddamn son. Yeah, it's wild that it that it went that way. I think that this is going to be a huge pockmark on the 49ers front office and organization and whoever, you know, was pounding the table to take Lance. I think that's been a little bit of like he said Who she said. It? I think it was like, Shanahan. I want to say it was Shanahan from what I've read that Shanahan said that it's got to be Trey Lance because he gives the extra weapon of your legs. And if that's the case, I do not see how it's even remotely possible that you don't take Justin. Like, I know Justin didn't show a lot of running. It's just whatever. We're going to talk about that forever. Um, how they how they took Trey Lance there is wild to me. And I said that then, and I'm right. And it, it feels good to be right about it. I'll also say I'm this. Just... Not inquiring as Quessy isn't necessarily a bad thing if I'm being honest with myself. I'm only highlighting it a lot because you said you wanted him so much and because he was so heavily linked to the Vikings and because well, it, you it know, made a lot of sense. If Shanahan if Shanahan did go out and do that and Kwesi was in the building when that happened, which he was, um, maybe, maybe 
Quasi know believes what Shanahan believes, and maybe they believe that Lance's lost cause. We fucked up there, and I, and yeah. or not a lost cause, but not something I'm willing to put in the work on. So, um, and and I don't know if that's true. I actually have a lot of I have pretty high hopes for the guy. I would have liked to get Lance have a backup option, a break glass in case of emergency. Maybe try to develop somebody. Um, that's not the case, and it causes more headaches than it's worth. I feel like in Dallas, but good on him it could end up being nothing and it's just a unnecessary headline going into the season. Um, do you want to talk about anything about Lance or anything about any other PUP Mm-mm-mm. players? I think that the Lance thing is essentially going to be put to bed for a while. And that's probably what's best for him. He needs to take some time out of the spotlight. He needs to not be the subject of every rumor. But I don't think that the Cowboys are a great team to go to if you want to hide out for a while. I think if he would have went to the Vikings, he could have sat behind Kirk with no issue. And I think that if he goes to the Cowboys, that's a fan base that's quick to turn. And we've seen them turn on Dak before. And if Dak starts to play bad, I could see them calling for Lance. And that's not what the guy needs. He needs time to marinate. He needs to learn. And as of now, he needs to learn a new offense, which is a whole other issue. I was going to say, though, I do think that if I'm being honest with myself in my assessment of Trey Lance's play, that it's not necessarily a bad indication if Quessy's not making a call about him, if I'm being real. I get that he's linked and was linked to the Vikings for a multitude of reasons, but I don't really think he's got it. And if you like the way that Kirk Cousins plays football, that's the exact opposite way Trey Lance is playing. He's not going to be on time, and he's not going to hit them accurately consistently but he does have a cannon arm that can go deep and he can run and these are not necessarily what Kirk Cousins are known for he's like a timing on the money guy it's just not quite as comforting right now to know that god forbid Kirk Cousins goes down he's hit constantly god forbid he goes down it's Nick Mullins and Jaron Holland I I don't dislike either of them but it's it's a drop-off he wears faith-based armor every play. I hope you're aware of that. And he's got two PhDs in their mid-50s mm-hmm. just working on him after games. Yeah, watching Netflix quarterbacks, just you, just half of the show's audio is Kirk groaning. You're not wrong. He's in pain it's a lot. It's a lot of him groaning. He's in pain a lot. What other things do we need to hit on before? See, that's the difference in the media. They've oh my goodness! Rogers as Christ, and they've 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 portrayed Kirk as as fucking a mortal, you know? As Beazel Bub. Yeah, no, Sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's go. Let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. Prove Luke. it. We should have led the episode forgot. with it, journalist. Ugh. Here's the thing. This Jonathan Taylor, Jim Irsay debacle Ursa. has drug out. I don't care what his name is pronounced. <laughs> this guy sucks. Floor trade had a firm offer on the table, chose not to trade him because that offer was deemed not valuable enough, chose to keep him and then add him to the physically unable to perform list, meaning he cannot play for the first four weeks. I think that's just the worst way you could have handled that, and it opens you up to a bunch more bad press leading up to the trade deadline October 31st. Mm -hmm. So I'm not happy with it. 
I don't know how Colts fans feel. I think that this has been absolutely bungled by that organization, especially with a rookie quarterback who could use a good running back next to him. Colts fans can't feel good. I mean, they have nothing to look forward to right now, like other than maybe a high draft pick. Like this is gonna be a rough season. I I I really think that, and it sucks because I like I like Richardson. I don't want to see a talented quarterback who needs developing go to a place where they are incapable of doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like that's. I mean, I'm no doctor, but it don't look good, does it? No, um, it's not a good situation. I think if he would have went to Miami, that would have been a fucking cheat code for them too. That's another. That's another. That's another team that I think will be QB needy, unfortunately, but I could be wrong. Ooh. Well, that's a good segue because I think now we should start with our picks for the season. All right. So, firm, we are going to do division winners. I also listed who I think could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. It's just I I thought these would all be fun things to just put on the books just to see if either (laughs) of us got anything right. (laughs) I was talking about maybe doing a prediction for uh, like individual award winners, and Luke was like, "That's so dumb." No, I didn't How say it's dumb. I, I thought that? it was challenging. I wrote them down. That's I did dumb. It. Okay, he wrote it down. But I just thought it would be fun to talk about in case one of us did predict it. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to go through and just go north, south, east, west, and then talk about our picks like we would normally with uh, weekly picks? Yeah, totally. So just be like. Like, AFC yeah. and then NFC. And we'll just say we'll both say ours and then keep rolling. All right, so let's start with the NFC North. So in the NFC North, I think this is probably going to be one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL. I can see some argument for each team, but I think Deshaun Watson is going to stink this year. I think the Ravens aren't going to elevate North. to the. Yes, AFC okay. North. You said NFC North. I was like, all right. Did I? Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's all right. I don't know if the Ravens are going to elevate to the point they need to. I think the Steelers could be very, very competitive this year. But I think the proven team that still has all the pieces there, that hasn't had to pay any of them yet, a guy that we thought could have potentially got hurt badly, but it looks like it was just a strain, the Bengals have proven to be clutch when it comes to primetime games and playoff football in must-win games, I'm taking the Bengals to win the division. I, I respect that. Um, I think everything you say makes sense. Uh, this was a tough division to break down. Um, I think they paid Lamar Jackson, and that these Ravens are going to ball like like hitherto undreamt of. Um, I think they're going to ball the fuck out this year. I think Lamar is going to pop off like never before. The drama's gone. No drama. Fucking maybe they'll get some juice out of Odell. DJ drama. They got Joystick, J- uh, Zay Flowers. Like I, 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 He's good. Look out, man. Look out. Lamar getting to run an actual offense. Look out. So I have the Ravens. I like that. That's cool. I don't trust, All right. I don't trust Burroughs. <laughs> He's injury prone, man. I don't like it. He is. I don't like it. You're not going to like my predictions then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because you know I love Joe. AFC South, I don't even think that this is a question in my book. I think the Colts are going to be garbage. I think Tennessee is just going to be middling and struggling the whole year. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a change at quarterback off of Tannehill at some point. And I think the Texans are going to be trying to compete, but they're squarely in their rebuild window with D'Amico Ryan's a head coach. I think that they're finally trying to wash some of that last regime stain 
off of the name of their org, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are not only a team that has already started to peak off their rebuild, but they've shown that they're competitive in big games. I'm taking Jacksonville Jaguars to win the division. Yep, I have the Jaguars as well. Coming and they're off of, young. Coming off a playoff win, Trevor Lawrence yeah. is only going to get better. They're young, and, and like they've Peterson. got a lot of young talent. Like, I like and this ev- team. Oh, and everyone's what's talk- Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, everyone's talking about the addition of a number zero, Martha Johnstone, uh, of Calvin (laughs) Ridley. So, after that, we have the AFC East, which was the one of the harder ones for me to predict, actually. And I already know where Luke's going to go with this one. You do. So, I actually think the Bills are going to be due for a slide. I think that we've seen Josh Allen prove that he's not going to play safe football. He's going to play hero ball and he's going to, though he has like supreme talent, he makes these big, Luke is just nodding at me with these very dead eyes. He makes these stupid bonehead mistakes and he opens himself up to get hurt all the time. It's very fun to watch, but I don't necessarily think it's sustainable. And we've seen drama with Stefan Diggs. We've seen them have to get rid of some of their talented players because of money like Tremaine Edmonds on defense. I don't think the bills are going to win the division. I don't think that the Jets are going to win the division for the reasons I discussed earlier. I actually am going to take the Miami Dolphins to win the t- this division with heavy heart because I think McDaniel's kind of a weirdo, and I think Tua could easily get hurt with the way he's played. And I don't think Tua is the best quarterback in this division. However, I think Vic Fangio is an entirely underrated defensive mastermind. And with all the talent they have and what I've seen Fangio do, I saw Fangio take – a shitty offense in 2018 with the Bears and take us to the playoffs where I think we could have made a run if we wouldn't have doinked it. Fangio had less defensive talent there, arguable with Khalil Mack, but they've got really good talent even without Jalen Ramsey. Like I think that that defense is stocked up and they could do some damage. I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, this was not – it wasn't easy. This was not an easy choice. Um and I just, I've, I've come to the sad conclusion, I think, over the past few months where I think the Dolphins are in deep trouble. I think that they might be screwed um, doing this to a thing. Um, and I, and I, I, maybe I'm overreacting because um, when, he's, when he's good, he's good. But I just, I, I do worry about his health. I, I really I'm not do. sold on him. Um, I have to highlight and, and that. I don't think... I just don't think he's going to get through the season unscathed. And um, I, I mean, they haven't, they have all these weapons on offense, but next man up is who is, is it? Skylar Thompson. Probably. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Hey, throwing to Tyreek is throwing to Tyreek. That's awesome. But um, to, when two is completely healthy, he's perfect for the, for, for what they need to do. He can throw the nice balls. Like he, he is a good quarterback. I just, I, I I don't think it's gonna end up that well, and I think it's it it could end up costing people jobs too, and I feel bad about that as well. So I don't know. I I think that the, I think Miami's on is gonna have a ugly rear its ugly head is my was my guess in all of this. Um, I also think the Jets are prone to explode, but I'm putting my eggs in the other basket on that, uh, and thinking that the Jets are gonna best case scenario this and win the division, and do the things that they're supposed to do. Um, 
I just see it. And the Jets' defense is so talented. Don't think I didn't think about that. Don't think I didn't think about how the Jets' defensive line might be the one to take two out. The Jets' defense was insane, and their offense was figuring out ways to ball with several different quarterbacks last year. Um, I'm just saying they were. Like, you don't, you don't, Wilson doesn't win rookie of the year um, throwing the ball to himself. So, I wouldn't say they found a way to ball, but you're right. I mean, there they were, were some Vikings. I, I understand it's not a one to one, but the Vikings were a 13 win team, and I know our defense was porous, but they they threw all over us late in the season, and it was like I don't even know who was starting. I can't oh, remember. Man, that Vikings up. defense so, with Ed Donatel was one of the worst things I've seen in my whole life, though. I think that it. might just, dude, you cannot be worse. Like that's got to be a point of optimism in the fan base that you can't do worse, especially with Flores taking no, over. We're very excited. Um, and it's been there's been nice flash in the preseason. I have the Jets. Yeah, I think that's I get it, and I thought about the Jets. I kept coming down to yeah, but like. Maybe I'm just putting too much of my personal stock into the Aaron Rodgers thing when I know for a fact he's probably just going to drop fucking dimes all over the field. So, he's really good. Look, I could see the Jets winning the division, but I don't know. There's a lot of explosive talent on Miami, and they've it's, got a good AFC defense, East so. is a good fucking division. And the Bills like, could win it, too. The, the Bills could, could easily win it. Win it. I, I don't just, think the Patriots have a shot, I just, so I'm not even going to talk about them. Mm, I like the Patriots. I think they're going to be better than they were last year, but no, not compared to the other three. So with the AFC West, I think that this was the division last year that everyone, including us, thought was going to be the most competitive, and it actually kind of dropped a dud. So the Raiders, I don't foresee making a lot of noise this year i'm not even sure if jimmy garoppolo is going to be the guy i could see o'connell getting some run i'm not even lying to you dude i could see o'connell getting some run this year um aiden o'connell no i hear you why why because there's been all this like back and forth with garoppolo he's always kind of had like the in the offseason i'm not gonna like be around kind of situation i'm gonna do do my own thing he's not he had the the foot there's been periods where, like, they didn't even know if he was going to play at the beginning of the year because of his foot. Oh, okay. And then there was, like, the contract clause with the foot injury, but it looks like he's going to play. But we've seen him go out a lot, like, with injury. And Aiden O'Connell lit up the preseason operating that offense. Jeez. I would not be surprised if Aiden O'Connell gets run this year. Hmm. That's where I'm at with the Raiders. You see what Garoppolo Raiders- said about Lance? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think Garoppolo's got insight. I think that Shanahan's a fucking weirdo. I think that the they're all weirdos over there, and Garoppolo's like, like yeah, weird situation. <laughs> weird things happening over there. He seems like a chill guy that just doesn't really care too much about like the NFL, to me. Hmm. I don't know. I think he's going to have a good season. So who do you have so winning that's, the division? That's Chief? the Raiders. Yes. Uh, I think the Broncos are going to be not great. And I think as much as I hate to say it, Brad, the Chargers have proven that when it comes to crunch time, they're not they're not winning these games. And they're not winning them against Mahomes, even if Herbert is an incredible arm talent. I got the Chiefs winning it. As long as it's Mahomes and Kelsey there, I don't know how I could not pick them. I have the Chiefs as well. Um, Chargers are interesting. I think Staley's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go before they take that next step. They should uh, bring in the Lions offensive coordinator as their next head coach. They should bring in Matt Patricia. (gasps) All right, let's go NFC where I think things are absolutely more wonky, and it is a very open 
uh, conference. So starting with the NFC North, our very own. When I looked through here, it was very difficult because I could make an argument for every single team winning this division. I think people seem to think that Detroit is going to win. I actually don't. I think that they have such an issue at wide receiver right now where Jamison Williams is like getting hurt and getting suspended and throwing punches at people in practice. Amon Ross St. Brown's like their only guy they have right now, and that's to start the year for a while. They have some talent. They probably have more young talent than any team in the NFC North, Um, but I don't think that they've proven that they're going to win a division uh, based off their track record. Green Bay could be a sleeper, but I think with all of their youth at wide receiver and tight end, I'm not seeing it. It takes a while for tight ends to acclimate. Minnesota should win the division. I think that there's no way their defense does not get better based off what I've said in that Donatel defense was way too uh, conservative. I, as a fan, am going to, if I, I look at it like this, if everyone has an argument to be made, then I've got to pick the Bears. Do I think the Bears are going to win? No, I think we're too young. I think we're a year away from winning the division. But the fact that the division is wide open and the fact that we brought in superstar talent like DJ Moore and Tremaine Edmonds to a team that was already competing in every game, I've got to take my team, the Bears. I understand that. Um, I, I'm taking my team, the Vikings. I, I think that... And I think the Vikings are going to win, to be honest. I, I really think that they will. I don't necessarily win, know if we'll win 13 games again, but I think we're in a good spot. And I think we're only going to get better on defense. And we had a high-flying offense last year. Kirk's got more confidence than he's had in his entire life. Um, I, I feel really good. Barring any injury for Jefferson, I think Addison's going to come in and play well. I think KJ will. I want to see what Madison does. I, I'm excited. Our defense is going to be high-flying. We're sending people in. To the quarterback, Lewis seen sacking quarterbacks in the fucking preseason and shit. Harry hasn't even played a lick. Harry's more lit up than he's been, like, his whole career. He's so excited. Like, I I would expect us to repeat. Um, I, think I think that, that offense logical. just clicks. Nobody's more consistent than us except for the Lions, and the Lions are young. I think if the Lions didn't have all of these issues at wide receiver right now, I would have picked them, to be honest. But I, like I think Goff. that they're going to be they're going to be hamstrung at the beginning of the year, and I think the Vikings are going to be uh, consistent on offense, and I think their defense has to improve. And I think that the Bears have shown this preseason that we still have a lot of youth and inexperience. What do you think and Jordan Love's going to do? I think that they're going to be better than some people think, but not good enough to win a division. And I just don't think that you can go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love and then have all of these first or second year um, receiving talents and expect to do any damage in in the league. Like You're going to need time for them to learn together. Tight ends don't come in and immediately produce. And their top two tight ends are rookies. And that's an offense that runs through tight ends too. So... I just don't see it. Isn't it going to be fun seeing this new look NFC North this year? It's wide the fuck open in my opinion. And I think my argument can only be made because even though the Bears were the worst team in the league, we were in a lot of games, especially division games, and we've added a lot of talent. And we were throwing to like something that somebody pointed out. A lot of the guys that got cut yesterday that aren't getting claimed were on the Bears roster last year. And that's showing that these are players that may not be like NFL level players, according to other teams. So 
since Ryan Poles has come in, I think that we now only have like 10 or 11 players on the roster that were there before he got there. We're completely redoing this roster, and it's exactly what I think needed to happen. <clears throat> All right. Next, let's go to the NFC South. This one I also think is wide the fuck open. Um, I think an argument could be made for Carolina, but I don't want Carolina to do well because I need their first round pick to be high. And I've also seen their offensive line try as they might to protect their rookie first round pick, yeah. Bryce Young, and they're they can't. Nobody to throw to besides Thielen, and Thielen's, Thielen's in the end slow of his and old. Like he's gonna he's catch good, the but ball. He's... Like I love Thielen. I think um, Thielen's an outstanding slot receiver in the red zone. Sure. Oh my god. But I and I think and I honestly think Bryce Young is gonna have a very solid season. But it's not. You're right. This is a tough one to go through, and I, I don't think the Panthers can possibly win the division. Mm-mm. But I think that they're set up to do well going into the future. And I very much like Bryce young. I've always said that Um, Tampa Bay, I think is going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, but they might be sleeper. Baker can get streaky and they still have good receivers and good talent. I hope not. The Vikings have to play in week one. I cannot lose to Baker week one and the cream sickles. I can't. I really wanted to pick the saints, but dude, something about the Falcons being competitive in all their games no. with Mariota. Really? Dude, listen. With Mariota being provably point. so bad, don't I don't think Desmond Ritter is like a long-term answer. But you were one of the top five running offenses in the NFL last year with Mariota at quarterback, and Tyler Algier was a good rookie running back. He you're was adding really Bashawn Robinson. Yep, really you're good point. Adding Bashawn Robinson. The Falcons draft was insane. Thank you for you're, reminding me of that. Wow. You have Kyle Pitts. You have Drake London. All three yeah, of those players London. are supremely talented. And this is a young offense that already oh, proved that no. they can run the ball. I'm actually going to take the Falcons here wow. to win the division. That's a really cool pick. I like that pick. And I regret not picking it, but I already wrote down the Saints. You don't have to regret it. No, I could I'm, be wrong. I'm, this I'm is rolling. an open division. I, no, it was, that was good though, because I the fucking draft day, the Falcons were so awesome, and I it was like in I was marveling at them. They had a good draft. Matthew um, Bergeron in the second is another so offensive cool. lineman. They have if I go left or right, they have Jake Matthews of the Matthews lineage, who is a a solid left tackle. I think Bergeron, their second round pick from Syracuse, who's a Canadian, will be left guard. Their center is going to be like solid. I think it's like Drew Dahlman. Their right guard's like their best young guard in the league, uh, Lindstrom. And then their right tackle, the Bears flirted with signing uh, Kyle McGarry, who blew up last year after being like a bust. So they're, they ran the ball super well. Their mm-hmm. head coach is a hard ass uh, who wants to run the ball. And I think if you add Bijan Robinson, who I think is the best talent in the draft, on top of having Kyle Pitts healthy – and, like, their defense is going to improve maybe a little bit, but, like, I'm talking, I think that they're going to be a ball-control running offense. I think that they're going to grind this this division. I I agree with all that. I'm going to still stick with the Saints. I think Derek it's Carr fair. is going to ball out, man. Um, Olave! a nice season. Olave, Michael Thomas, uh, all of it. All of it. I, I So, hopefully... They look good in the preseason, and that's really all I was basing it on. I wasn't thinking about Atlanta. That's a great argument. I mean, thank you for saying that. I thought you were going to clown me for saying the Falcons. I was going to clown you. You started to. I did. You started to. And I was like, oh, that's a great point. 
All right, so NFC East was the one where I think that my pick isn't silly. And normally I don't like to pick teams that were like super good the year before the next year every time. But I do truly think that Philly did nothing but get better this offseason. You added Jalen Carter in the draft when he fell. You added Nolan Smith when he fell and Keely Ringo and uh, DeAndre Swift. Basically every Georgia Bulldog known to mankind. You have Jalen Hurts, who's now fully enmeshed with his receiving talent. You still have great receivers in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I've got the Eagles winning this this division, though I think it will be very competitive again. I have the Eagles winning, and I'm not I'm not sure how competitive I think it'll be. Really? Yeah. You don't you think it'll die off a bit from last year? Yeah. I, like I was going through it, and I was like, no, Eagles. Like I, I felt really confident about it. I think the Eagles could could go back to the NFC Championship, the Super Bowl. Like this is a good team, man. I know it's hard I to I think repeat. the Commanders are going to be in fire sale mode by the trade deadline. Commanders are... Rivera's yeah. going to be out. Mm-hmm. I think that's the case. I think the Giants will be just fine. Just fine. Dable's going to be cherry tomato red. Oh, yeah. That's so, yeah. his MO. Um, I think that was more of a, a clear cut. Like, the Eagles haven't lost anyone. All they've no. done is add very good talent. So, I have to pick them. They're a very good team. All right. The last division to pick is the NFC West. <clears throat> this one can be intriguing. Um, I think Arizona, which we failed to mention, cut Colt McCoy after trading for Josh Dobbs, for mm-hmm. the rocket scientist from uh, the Browns, and they cut another quarterback, so they only have available to play a guy who wasn't on the roster all of preseason and Clayton Toon from Houston, the rookie. This is after giving Colt McCoy all of the preseason snaps at QB1. This is a team blatantly tanking to try to get Caleb Williams. I'm not so sure that they even allow Kyler Murray to play this year. It is what it is. Um, Call it tanking. Call it however you like. I think that's what the team's doing. I think that they're going to be in contention for the worst record in the NFL. But on top of that, I think that the Rams might also be in contention for the worst record in the NFL. They've got like four superstars that are old Mm -hmm. and then like 50 rookies. That's because they had no money. This is what they had to do. We've talked about it. You had, you built up this, this palace and it crumbled down around you after you got your one Super Bowl and now you have to suffer. The 49ers should win this division. They have so much talent. Luke, I'm telling you, I think that this Trey Lance trade may have put a little bit of a little crack in the foundation with some of the players not necessarily agreeing with jettisoning, jettisoning their top three pick. I'm not sold on, on Brock Purdy whatsoever, and I know for a fact that Sam Darnold is not a guy, though he can throw a pretty ball. I'm taking the Seahawks with Geno Smith, with the three-headed monster wide receiver, including Jackson Smith and Jigba, who had surgery and is playing out with a cast right now, which is incredible. And not only that, Kenneth Walker running back extraordinaire Esquire. And you have other running backs like Charbonnet to come in there and ground pound. I've got the Seahawks sneaking out the division, dude. I think the 49ers might have issues. They haven't sold they have not signed Nick Bosa yet. I am... Um... 
I get that. I I like the Seahawks. That's a that's that's interesting. I I went back and forth a little. I picked the 49ers um just based on the talent alone, just based on how far they were able to get last year versus all that adversity. I don't think any less than 5 organizations I feel like in the NFL could deal with that. Um so that was pretty impressive. I I I I think they'll repeat. I think if Purdy stays healthy, he is in the premier situation to just have to play average and and that's and they'll and he'll do what they need him to do he's provably done what they need him to do and that's what darnold has done in training camp is done what shanahan needs him to do that's all you got to do it's like anything else like like uh, you know so um you're absolutely not wrong and this was one I think might have been a dumb pick by me, by the way. No, I like that pick. I just went through it. Dude, I love the Seahawks. I love Seattle. Um, I love Geno. I think Pete Carroll's a good coach. I, th- I think DK and JSN and, like, fucking, like, there's a lot of there, uh, Kenneth Walker. Everything you said makes total sense. It's just Geno's season was so good last year. Yep. And just to believe that somebody that late in their career could just all of a sudden, I mean, like that's like Kurt Warner shit. If he does it again, like, I mean, yep. like it's like, this is late in his career. And like, I, I think I, I, I'm, oof. I don't, I'm not being a hater. I'm not writing him off. He doesn't have to write back. None of that stuff. I'm just saying, I think DK the Niners, Metcalf, Jackson Smith and jig. I like Jason. He's mentioned later in, in a certain section. Yeah. All right. So, to make it easy for us to come through at the end of the year and look back, I'm going to name AFC North and then my pick all the way through NFC uh, whatever and just name your pick after mine so we can do it super quick when we talk. <laughs> okay, sure. AFC North, I got Bengals. Uh, Ravens. AFC South, I got Jacksonville. Jaguars. In the East, I got the Dolphins. Jets. West, I got the Chiefs. Chiefs. And in the AFC North, I have the Bears. Vikings. You mean the NFC South, North? I, did I see AFC again? NFC yeah. North, I have the Bears. Vikings. Yep. I, in the South, I have the Falcons. Saints. In the East, I have the Eagles. Eagles. And in the West, I have the Seahawks. Niners. Sorry, that's redundant, but it will make it easier to go back and just you know, pull a list without us Great. having to write it down. And this is mainly just a conscious stream of thought down. that we record. <laughs> oh, I wrote mine down, but I just, to be, if I want to just pull it from the audio, the audio. it'll be quicker. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So some other things I wrote down, a potential Super Bowl matchup that I don't, I mean, it's impossible to predict these things. I think it would just be cool in who I think I would have right now. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Bengals, Eagles. Bengals, Eagles. That would be amazing. I think this is the year for the Bengals, man. Um, if if you All want me to just young guys are together still. If you want me to have fun here, uh, I don't know, man. Chiefs versus who is who I have. Um, Niners. Uh, Falcons. I'm just kidding. <laughs> let me look at these NFC teams. And guess who I have as my prediction for MVP? If you can divine that from uh, my pick Tell me, for the you have Super Joe Bowl. Burrow. Joe Burrow is my MVP. I have Patty this Mahomes. is the lat. They have all of those young receiving talent 
like all that is still there for him and they've been growing together. I just think they're going to do it. Um, for the offensive rookie of the year candidates, I had Bijan Robinson, Bryce Young, and JSN, um, mm-hmm. Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then for my defensive rookie of the year candidates, I had um, defensive end for the Houston Texans. Uh, oh, God, why can't I think of his name right Will now? Will Anderson Jr.? Will Anderson Jr. I didn't write that one down on accident. And then Jack Campbell, Iowa middle linebacker for the Lions. For rookie of the year, I wrote JSN. For defensive rookie of the year, I wrote Will Anderson Jr. Uh, Will JSN, Anderson. Um, even with the injury, is like <clears throat> I went back and forth because like Addison is interesting as rookie of the year too, since it's probably going to be a receiver. It has been the last couple of years, um, but he's not the number one. Like I think JSN will be a main a mainstay target for the Seahawks. So. Um, that made sense to me. I don't think there was anybody that crossed my mind beside Will Anderson for for defense. I was like, oh my I god. I mean, yeah, I tried to think about it, but I think he's just going to be such a focal point for that org going forward that he's going to – and he's proven he's going to get a lot of pressure. So Nice little reset for Houston. They can finally like maybe try to forge an identity post-JJ. Dude, yeah, and having a young D'Amico Ryans, a young head coach who is just mm-hmm. a middle linebacker captain for your team is such yeah. a smart move, it's especially nice. because he is a promising young coach on sure. top of everything else. Sure. Uh, I'm actually playing as the Houston Texans on Madden right now, uh, and I traded a lot, and I got Kayvon Thibodeau as my bookend with Will Anderson Jr. Mm. So I got two super young pass rushing guys. That sounds fun. Top five picks. All right, let's get out of here, Luke. We got some predictions in the book. We have the first official week of college football uh, starting Thursday, where I think we have Florida versus Utah and some mm-hmm. other cool matchups. And then Saturday, we have a Big Ten matchup, Indiana versus Ohio State. Kyle McCord has officially been named the starter over Devin Brown, but they will both get playing time. Going forward, we will have a podcast before our Thursday matchup next week where we will get our first of the year picks in. And I'm so fucking excited to get football Me rolling, too. dude. Me too. I really can't wait. Um, it's it's just everything I look forward to. I'm so happy to be back. Um, also, nice to have college football again. Um, Notre Dame plays Tennessee State this weekend back home in South Bend. Do you know whose head coach that is? Or who, who head coaches? Tennessee State. It's fucking Eddie George, dude. Whoa. Yeah. Isn't that sick? That's really so, cool. So they're coming Makes into sense. South Bend. Former Titan. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, so Sam excited. Hartman has a has a necklace made out of his rib. Sam Hartman's cool, man. Sam He's, Hartman had a good game against Navy. It's, uh, it, it, like, it's Plus so... 21 and a half is a mortal lock. T yeah don't, don't i was like totally right i mean it made i was sense. so wrong i mean they came back on us like really hard in the second last half year. last year it just happened so i mean it's a decent bet but i Sam love Hartman games balled. i love games in ireland it's amazing Can all you right imagine the jet gonna... lag of playing in ireland last saturday and playing in south bend this saturday Ugh, it's a fucking no. nightmare i was jet still have guinness in my bloodstream all right oh, let's yeah. get out of here I'm a working boy as of Friday. Luke is a working boy every day of his life. Um, Mm -hmm. But we have football to look forward to now. We love you all, and we hope you don't laugh too much at our division winner picks. Do you have an MVP candidate other than Pat? No. I mean, 
like JJ because he's gonna go for over two thousand. Mm, that'd be so cool. I have a hard time. I, I, I think JJ might get broke off a fatty contract yeah, before so. next week. All right, hope let's so. get out of here. All right, man. I'll see you later. Four, Four NFL, NFL mail. mail. <laughs> I've been Aiden. I've been Luke. All right, bye bye. All right, see ya. NFL.